All right. We should be recording. Even though StreamYard sometimes a little bit late in letting me know, lets me know that it's been recording the whole time. Welcome, everyone. Smoke out with Shelly and SJ. Officially episode 21. Our show is now officially old enough to drink. So congratulations to us. And thank you all for checking us out. We're, of course, an interactive video show. If you subscribe on OnlyFans or Patreon, you'll be able to interact with us, join the sessions where we record the show, ask questions, participate, smoke with us, all that good stuff. Just be in our lovely presence and hear the great things we talk about. You can do all of that, of course. ShellySJSmokeOut.com. We're also on Twitter and uh, Instagram and stuff like that, which you can see scrolling along the bottom of the screen. I am Stoner Jesus. She is Shelly Martinez. Shelly, how are things in your world? Well, I'm exhausted because I had a nice full day. It was a good day. I'm not here to bitch, moan, and complain too much. <laughs> um, I definitely took a trip down memory lane this morning by going to places I used to live, places I used to frequent, and it tripped me out, boy. <laughs> <laughs> it tripped me out. How about you? How are you doing today on this fine Tuesday? Uh, pretty good. Weather's not bad around here. It's hit or miss in the Cincinnati area. A couple days ago, it was freezing. Now it's in the 70s, which is good. It's, uh, it's gloomy a lot, which I find is depressing. Just if there's not any sun, it's just day after day of gloom and rain and just garbage weather. It affects me mentally. But thankfully, I have weed. Yes, yes. That's why. Because the weather's so bad. That's why I smoke weed. <laughs> <laughs> And of course, if you were joining the show, if you're a subscriber, you can be smoking with us because that's what we do. We sit here the whole time and smoke weed. I have the uh, the Trailer Park Boys bong is out, which is cool. I know we've talked before, but I miss how good the Trailer Park Boys were. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> They've done like 12 seasons now. It's become a little bit much the um the cartoon's pretty funny i do like that well here's the thing it's like i don't know was it correct me if i'm wrong but did they stop making them for a little bit and then they came back i think so it was a few years they left whatever they were doing in canada and then netflix signed them on to do more episodes and stuff and like movies and stuff like that so they they came back to it well, because here's the thing, Arrested Development did the same thing, where mm. they, I love that show, and then they were off for a couple years, and then they came back. They even made it kind of like a gag when they did come back, um, but it wasn't the same. And yeah. here's what my opinion is about why both those shows probably weren't the same, for me at least, is once you, as an actress, speaking from an actress's point of view, when you are part of an ensemble of people who you're all creating together and that's everybody involved is a, an ingredient of making the project successful, I feel you find a flow and you go with that flow and that energy and it becomes almost just second nature to you. But if you take some time away from it, even just a little bit, you can disconnect from that energy a little bit and it's like hard to connect back with it because time has passed. Um, 
you know, even if people seem the same and it kind of feels the same as before, it kind of isn't because like the energy disconnected for a little bit, the reconnection for me on those shows just wasn't there when they came back. It almost felt like with Trailer Park Boys, I feel it was almost like they look to me, I could be completely wrong. But in my opinion, they look to me like they're over it. They're just there for their paycheck. And I don't feel those, like, like when they go off, like, you know, when Ricky gets mad and da-da-da before, I used to be like, yeah, I know a guy like that. Or sometimes I'm that way. Or sometimes I wish I could be that way. But then when I revisited it and I was so excited to see the new ones, I was like, I don't feel it. And yeah. then I thought maybe I grew out of it, right? So then I watched the old ones and I was like, no, dude, these are freaking <laughs> awesome. These are awesome. So it's not me. It's not me. It's you. That's <laughs> right. Boys. <laughs> Do better. But um, in my opinion, I think that's what happened. Um, and, it, and you can't help it. You know what I mean? You can't help it. And what's cool, though, is even if the art suffers a little bit or – not suffers, but the the connection isn't quite what it once was. You're still going to have these diehard fans that are going to tune in no matter what. So as long as they can keep making your shows. But for me, I, I gave up and I will only watch the older ones, not the newer ones. Because it's like almost feels forced. And I feel the same way about Rust Development. It was like it almost felt too forced I don't know. And it's sad because I love both shows so much. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> Mr. Leahy's gone as well, which is, I thought was one of the better characters of the show. It's a shame, but time he rolls was, on. He was a huge character in that show. He was like the almost, it was almost like everything kind of revolved around him storyline wise because he was Mr. Leahy. He was in charge. He had to make sure. <laughs> The boys weren't effing up. He has a family to look over. He has Randy. He has a Randy. That that's big. And gosh, he was so good. He was yeah. so good. Um, update for those of you wondering. I know a lot of people tuning into this show just to find out what's going on with the Instagram <laughs> battle and my boycott of Shelly's feet. Uh, over the last week, Shelly's Foot Club has actually increased the lead over Shelly Estee Smokeout. So I guess my boycott is not exactly working. 226 followers for Shelly's Foot Club, 123 for Shelly Estee Smokeout, difference of 103. So it's back over 100. It's a shame. I don't understand why I don't have at least a thousand on my Foot Club. Again, for years and years and years and years, being in professional wrestling, I had people ask me about my feet. Let me see your feet. Let me see those soles. Blah, 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 blah. And then to where people in the back, um, in the, not the backstage, um, but yeah, I guess you say backstage, but in the locker room rather. The boys in the locker room would goof on us girls. Oh, they want pictures of your feet. Like it was, a, it, so I don't understand why my feet aren't doing more than they should like i don't understand. i feel like there's some creepy message boards or something out there that we just posted a link then tomorrow you have like a thousand subscribers 
Well, you know, it's funny you should mention that because, okay, I think I talked about this briefly before on a past show. And if you want to go find it, go back in our archives and look. <laughs> That's what the best part of the show is, is if you can't make it here live, you can always catch not only the show you missed, but the ones before. And they're there to stay. So go check them out. But Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> so back in the day, it was I was already fired from WWE. I can't remember if I was before or during TNA, but there was this dude and he was one of the guys that would like help out with whoever's bringing in talent, whether it was a promoter or a vendor and he would pick up um, people from the airport and stuff like that. So that's how I got to know him. Well, I gave him more benefit of the doubt when there's a um, female, a diva. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if you'd consider her a wrestler, but um, Terry Reynolds from back in the day. And mm. she seemed to use him a lot and be really cool with him and like whatever. So I let that be a voucher for him. I cannot for the life of me remember why I stopped talking to him. Like I can't remember. And it bothers me because I remember a lot and especially when I don't like somebody or I cut someone out, like it's very rare. I re I don't f remember why, you know? So I come up with the feet club thing and he joins it and then writes me. And I was like, Whoa. And when I saw his name, like, this is what trips me out. When I saw his name, I kind of was like, <gasps> So like, why did I feel that way? I can't remember what happened hmm. before. So then he goes on and tells me, oh, you know, I can't believe you're doing this. This is awesome. Like, I don't tell people that I, this is my fetish. And so that's when I felt like, oh, wow. Okay. I would have never guessed in a million years. So there is this like, all jokes aside, there is this market for people who feel shameful because it's feet. So they yeah. need a place to go. So I felt like hopeful for my feet club or my foot club because I was like, oh, okay. Like I get it now. Now I'm understanding more like that the need is there. So then he tells me, um, oh, um, back in the day I helped you out, like talking monetarily. And then I'm like, why is he bringing this up? Like the way he brought it up was really awkward. And it's like, <laughs> why are you bringing this up? And that made me think that must be where this like weird, like, I don't want to talk to him anymore thing came from. I still can't remember what it was. So what he was starting to do being a part of my foot club officially is he would send me these little um, banners that he would make for my foot club. And I thought, okay, cool. Like he's excited. He wants to take the time to like create them for me. He wants to help me out. Cause his whole spiel was like, Oh, anything you need, just let me know. Da, 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 da. And then he ordered a custom video for me and it was so much fun for me to do because he requested in the video, um, the theme going on uh, that surrounded my feet was <laughs> Simpsons related. So he wanted me to watch an episode of the Simpsons while teasing him with my feet. And I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> and so I made this really cute video. He was very happy with it. And so I thought everything was cool. And then he wrote me asking if um, 
he were to come to LA, if I would offer a private foot worshiping session. Now I don't do that. I have some girlfriends that do. And if that's your thing, cool, whatever. I'm really weird about people touching me in general. Like if I don't know you, I get really, really skeeved out. If you're like touching me, kissing me on the cheek. I don't like that. Like if I don't know you, it's like, Ooh, what are you doing? So, um, <laughs> I, so I'm not a good candidate to even dip my toe into that world because I don't want these dudes touching me. No, I don't care. Like one girlfriend of mine, she was like, oh, I need a pedicure. Oh, I should just get a foot worship guy to come do it for me, come rub my feet for me. And I'm like, yeah, but that's <laughs> that's the work still, though. Don't you just want to go to like the nail salon and have them give you a pedicure massage, like where they're not getting off on it and it's not work or draining, like whatever. So I told him no. And then his whole energy changed. And he told me, oh, there's these forums, these forums. I'm going to go on these forums and promote them for you. And so he told me he did that. And he's like, oh, I noticed you got followers on your Instagram, da, da, da. So I'm like, okay, cool. Like how nice, stupid old Shelly. Oh, he's being so nice. I can't remember why I stopped talking to him. But oh, how nice. I don't have to spend time to try to do this because this dude's doing it. Well, after he didn't get his way, he ended up quitting my site because it gives you this thing. And then so I hit him up. I was like, oh, so I see you're quitting my site. Like, why? And he was just like, oh, just for financial reasons, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know these feet whether it's feet people or other fetishes i'm tired of these gypsy ass people out here like at least be like hey um i'll create this for you if you send me some content that shows me you want a business deal you want something out of it but when you're like oh shelly you're so great for doing this and oh and blah 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 thank you for not judging me and blah 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 and then it's like, oh, you're just trying to butter me up, you little gypsy. Get the F out of here. <laughs> Get the F out of here. Yeah, I would think that like on Reddit or something like that, I'm sure there's a huge foot community you really need to tap into. And then, uh, you know, it's the, the way to, to fame and fortune and profit. I it's, know. It's just like the what I've heard. It's the time... And here's the thing, <clears throat> Danielle just got a car. She was carless for a few months because she had a lease and she didn't keep the car after the lease. So she just got a car this past weekend. So this is my first week of like, my day isn't gonna get put on pause because I need to pick her up or whatever, which was fine. Her big sister, I worry about her. So to me, it's like, okay, I know where she's at. I dropped her off there, I picked her up. So it helped my anxiety. Like. I had anxiety of her driving to work because I have this sick thing. It's like, it's a control thing. It's like, if Danielle's with me, nothing bad will happen to her. But if she's not with me, there's a possibility. <laughs> it's so dumb. I used to be really bad. I gotten so much better, but it's still sick. But, um, so I have been gifted time. I have been gifted time, which is really cool. And not a lot of people can say that. And I really feel it's going to help me in my creating and my workflow and being able to promote <clears throat> things better. But then I think about what you're saying. Okay. These forums. Okay. Well, technically I'm gifted time. So now I'm thinking I can make some time to do that. But it's like, 
dude, if I finish my work by three, four o'clock because I've been gifted time, the last thing I want to do is go look up on people. <laughs> I want to smoke a bowl. I want to watch TV. And I want to be like, yeah, dude, I did it. It's three, four o'clock and I'm done with work today. Not go on Reddit or whatever, footloose.com or whatever the hell. Let the toesfree.com, whatever. And like sit there and like, it's too much. That's why I, I bet there's Facebook groups. Now that I think of it. There's got to be. I don't even go on Facebook. <laughs> I mean, print up some flyers, you know, drop them in various areas. You know, it's interesting, though, kind of like our Instagram battle. What's really interesting is when I've done live streams, like on Periscope, dude, I can't even tell you how many times. It's just as much as people want to see my boobs. They ask about my feet, right? So when I post to my foot club, which is Shelly'sFootClub.com, um, I also post it to my secret society, on my coffin kitten tier that I have, which is the $50 tier and higher. So what I do to the lower tiers is I offer them, especially on the OnlyFans, hey, if you want to see this, you know, you pay a couple bucks extra, you get, it's like a pay-per-view kind of thing. Whenever I do that with the foot stuff, it barely, it hardly sells, maybe once here and there. And in fact, people will be like, sorry, that's just not my thing. So it's so interesting how there is this need. There is need for my feet in particular, a want, but it's like, you got to like almost strategize it, right? Because even with my smoking, like some people would say like, oh, I have a smoking fetish. That's why you're one of my favorites. So even people who can care less about smoking marijuana, they still show up to my live streams or want to see videos of me doing it because they know that's my thing, but it's not theirs. Whereas I feel the feet thing, it's like, if it's not your thing, you don't care. Just like I don't care about it. And it's just so interesting, like, because I thought, I didn't think everybody in my secret society would be buying them, but I thought more than just one here and there, you know what I mean? It's just so interesting i'm looking at this um this uh facebook listings i figured there would be bigger groups the southern prettiest feet and expression page has 2.3 thousand members feet with threatening auras has 1600 members feet on the dashboard best male feet feet deets <laughs> deets.com <coughs> the Flat Feet Society has 1,300 members. You know what we should do? Because we're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> we should try one time to do like on that movie Knocked Up, how they do where you see um, a celebrity's boob and then they document. We could do it with feet. Yep. That, we... uh, that, that became, um, that idea is actually a thing. It's MrSkin.com. I've had him on my show before. Well, like he goes through and finds all the nudity and all that through the, the movies. It tells you exactly like what minute and second it is. We should do that with feet. And we could start with um, the Kill Bills because we all know Tarantino has a foot fetish. So, man, we can like really get it going there with like, okay, Uma, close up, soul at, you know, whatever. Like when she's in the, um, trying to get her foot to move and all that. That's that's gold to these people. And then we start getting people like 
like Megan Fox and um, let's see who else would be really good that people would probably want to see that like Holly Berry maybe um, and then we can even have genres you know like the 90s feet the 80s feet current feet we should do it <laughs> there's a uh, Facebook group called Celebrity Feet has 2600 members which famous beautiful lady has the sexiest legs and feet? Ten posts a day. There you go. They're out there waiting. They just don't know. They don't know that this exists. And if they did, well, maybe they would do something about it. Let me tell you something. People watching, you think I kid? Give me some time. I'm going to make. I'm going to make this happen. This site, and it's going to do. I'm going to do it, and it's going to be great. <clears throat> and you know, because I am not just trying to make it all about my feet. You see, sharing is caring. That's my model to life, not just with medicating. So I want to share with the world. I will sit here and watch all these movies and TV shows, and I will document the feet for these people so I can make some money. And then people are like, who's this, who's this person behind it? Who, what's going on here? And then they're like, oh, and then she has her feet. It's great. We can have a reference Foot section. empire. Yeah, dude. Why the hell not? You know, I'm 61 years old. It's time I get serious That's about right. my you know? It's time to buckle down and get serious and stop farting around and get and start down to planning for retirement. Yes. Indeed. You know? If it's big enough, you can get interns. You know, like apply to colleges. It's interns to come do the uh the well, we gotta think of a name. We gotta think of a good name. It's <clears> gotta <throat> have a good name. It's gotta have a good name. But it's okay. Like I, I'm glad we had this conversation. Again, this is the show where we come up with a million ideas. One will hit, and I really right. think it will be this, this foot. What what can it be? This site. It's okay. It's because it's geared towards celebrities. Because that's the hook. You got to gear mm -hmm. it about celebrities. Because people, they like what they like. They like who they like. So if let's say somebody is a huge. I don't know, Baywatch fan. They grew up watching Baywatch. They still love watching Baywatch. Baywatch is still their go-to, right? So I think they would really appreciate if on top of that, they love the feet. And then we tell them, oh, in this episode, I'll never forget, there's an episode where they go to Hawaii and Pamela Anderson is dancing in the sand. And I will never forget my grandma. <coughs> Man, she has big old feet. <laughs> my grandma said, you know, so if my grandma noticed, I'm sure these feet guys, so if we tell them, hey, in that one episode, just fast forward right there, boom, there's your feet. That's right. It's a money-making idea. Maybe like a, a Kickstarter or something. I don't know. To get it off the ground. There's only many ways you can go about it. Well, here's name. The, there, there is. I have a name in mind, but I don't want to say it because... Sometimes you can't, you shouldn't, um, when you're share. if it was just me and you, that's different, but we you know we have people out here. I don't need anyone, not that they would steal it, but what if they were Thieves. joking about it? And then somebody else is like, Ooh, that sounds good. So I have a pretty good thought in my head about a good name. It's different and it'll stick out. And, um, the way I plan to get paid to document all this is I will just live stream me doing this. So there it is right there. And until the site generates the money that it needs to, then, you know, I don't know. I don't know how it should be. It should be a 
do you, is it a membership or do you just go to AdSense? Cause there's no nudity. So AdSense probably is fine with it. I would think, right? Maybe you never know. I don't know. I'm on that list though. So yeah, they don't, <laughs> they don't like me either. Neither does Facebook. They won't let me advertise <clears throat> anything or have, have any advertising on my site either. Cause just, the whole weed thing. Get it because I recently saw a thumbnail of a YouTuber who I watch. I love her content. Um, so that's why I didn't mention anything on social media because I didn't want to like be like, oh, her thumbnail because I like her so much. I didn't want to do that. But um, dude, she's doing a lingerie try on haul kind of thing. And her thumbnail was like hungover and lingerie or something like real cute, right? And she's in her kitchen. She has this really cute lingerie on. She's holding a bottle of champagne. And it's like, I swear you can almost see her nipple. But yet, when I had my face painted for Day of the Dead, and that was my thumbnail, over and over, they kept fighting me. Because I kept saying, nope, I would fight it. Nope, nope. <laughs> and finally, I gave up. I was like, forget it, dude. It's so dumb. The idea I have for the name, and it's probably won't stick, so I, I feel okay saying it. Pause for feet, but pause is P-A-U-S-E. I like that. That's good. <laughs> don't steal that, damn guys, people. Don't be telling anything. <laughs> hey, will we talk about here and let Stoner right. putting it online or I'm putting it online? What stay, happens in the circle stays in the circle. That's right. All this, this, uh. Copy, this intellectual property is protected by uh, subscriber laws. They're very strict. Yes, very. A lot very, of fines. Very, very strict. You don't want to mess with it. That's right. You see what they did to Napster? Don't mess around. The government comes <laughs> for you. You're screwed. Why is it every time I hear the word Napster, I always think of Lars Ulrich? Always. Yep. He was a. Uh, I was going to say he won, but I guess not. You can still get music for free online, but <laughs> pretty much. He was so upset about it, like real upset. And then like for a long time, like my friends, they used to be all bitchy about it, like, oh, F and Lars. And then I'd be like, dude, it makes sense. Like, I get it. Like, it sucks, yeah. but I get it. But now that I know how the entertainment and music business really works, Get out of here, a little bitch. Come on. <laughs> or is that what you were supposed to do to make some kind of agenda out of as part of like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm on my friend's side but now, back in the day. <laughs> I used to stick up for him. Larzy. So uh, <clears throat> I saw a tweet from you yesterday, the day before. Um, it was the one I commented the joke on about the, the big ad cameo uh i take it that you've had some judging from your tweets some overzealous people on say like the only fan site or your site or whatever <laughs> the trials and tribulations of a content creator that, that's why today i was like you know what i'm gonna go and like do what i need to do because I'm the type of person, like, I've always been this way, and maybe it has to do with I was an only child for nine years before Danielle was born. Um, I'm very content and very happy by myself. I, 
it's very, it's not very easy to make me bored. Like it, when you put me in a boring situation and everyone around me is bored, ever since I was a kid, I always kind of find ways to entertain myself. So it's really difficult for me to get bored, which is great. Um, people often say, oh, you have so much patience, but it's like, no, I'm just entertaining myself. <laughs> I just, but I have to wait, I guess we're gonna have to wait. So I'm just gonna entertain myself. So it's really interesting to me that there's different times in my life. And one of them happens to be a time I'm coming out of right now where I realize that I rely too much on not being alone in the sense of like, like I remember like doing my thing, I'm usually alone. So that's good. I have my alone time. But when it comes to doing things, I think my social anxiety um, has been really kicking into gear in like the last like year. So I used to go on adventures by myself all the time. I would just like take off and people like, where's Shelly at? I don't know. Where are you? The beach? What? Like, <laughs> you know, or in the mountains? What? So that's just who I am. But there's times in my life where I get too dependent. And usually I won't do anything unless Danielle's with me or Metal Jesus is with me. And I don't think that's very good because... I'm not my best Shelly when I'm doing that. So today I was um, getting my stuff ready, whatever. And then I was about to take Minnie out and give her a walk. And we go on a two mile walk every day. That's her like exercise. And I was like, you know what? There's this park I've been wanting to take her to do. And I just haven't. It's on the other side of town where I used to live, but like 20 minutes, whatever. Let's just go. Let's just do it. And I did. And when I was, what made me feel that when I was like, ah, oh, cause I kept saying, should I stay or should I go now? Like <laughs> I was like, nah, maybe I got a lot to do. I should just take her on the two mile walk, which come back, whatever. And I was like, you know, dude, like I'm going to be a better creator in my content. If I take those times to embrace life, be around things I love, do things I love and just getting out there. And I think that what happens is when something happens and it disappoints me or traumatizes me in some way, shape or form or triggers me, I close off and I'm just like, whatever, forget it. And I don't want to do anything. And having these issues with these knucklehead of subs that I have to deal with, some it really makes me be that way even more I noticed like I'll have issues with people fight with them online and then I just want to go to sleep or I end up having too many drinks like that's just what's up and that's not good you know so I was like you know what I'm gonna do what I do best whenever I need time for myself I just go so Minnie and I just went and it ended up being a thing where I went here and then I went there and then went here and that wasn't really planned and that was all because I needed to regroup because these people are driving me crazy. 90% of the time, fine. <clears throat> so there's three people in particular that I had issues with oh, that wow. I've been seeing these tweets. Now, one of them I've had a very shaky relationship with. A lot of it's my fault. I shouldn't have allowed them into my world as much as I did. 
but I'm at the point now where I'm like, okay, whatever. You're just a fan. Like, you don't get the special treatment anymore. And the thing about that person that was the common denominator was they did spend a lot of money on my content and getting things off my wish list. And when they didn't get what they wanted from me, they would throw that in my face. They'd be like, well, I did this. Well, I did that. Well, I did this. Mm -hmm. I did that. And there was one point where I was like, why do you keep a tally? Like, why? Like when I do things for people, I don't keep a tally. I just do them because that's what's up. And then um, one time I got so bad, this was years ago, where I ended up telling him in a video, I got on video and sent it to him so he could see me. And I said, I'm sorry guys to bring the party down for a second, but um, I told him, I said, you keeping tally and then feeling like I owe you reminds me of my grandpa who used to sexually abuse me and how he would be with me. That's what you're triggering. And I thought that would help the situation, but it didn't. To where when I met this person, finally at a signing, I brought it up again. I was like, you have really affected my mental health. Now, my peers think I'm crazy because they don't think I should be talking to like, but I, whatever, what else am I going to do? Just be like, <clears throat> no, like, no. So this person, they just were being very demanding recently. And it really triggered me into like, look, you're coming to me and I'm nice enough to like go above and beyond when I create. So don't get all bitchy with me with your little details, like get the F out of here. Actually, there's four people. And then another person, I, w I wasn't so much mad at them. It was just like eye rolling and added to this, like I was over it vibe. Um, they just sent me in PayPal money for a personal one-on-one -on -one chat with me. Well, I have so much going on right now. Like I'm not promoting and putting out there. I'm doing personal chats because I literally don't have it in me right now. So to just throw money and assume that all of a sudden, like without saying anything, I didn't even promote it. I haven't promoted it for many months. I like, didn't like that. I didn't like it. So I just refunded them. And then they wrote me back with like a sad emoji. And I was like, what's wrong? And they're like the video chat. I was like, dude, you didn't even ask. <laughs> you didn't even ask. You were just like, here, when can we do this? And maybe this is dumb of me, but that stresses me out when people put me on the spot. Like they, like him throwing the money at me and being like, okay, when can we chat? It's like, whoa, like, I just like, what, what? Like, I don't know. And then I'm an idiot. So I'm always thinking of other people and feeling bad. And then like, oh, you know, I want to answer them or whatever. Where's my phone at? So <clears throat> whatever, but he was nice about it. He was just like, you know, it didn't bother me as much as you did. So then I was kind of worked up and just thinking about different things. And so to my secret society, I Snapchatted um, that I think I'm going to take a break from doing custom videos and just focus on um, creating content for the site, you know, not so much those personal stuff. And then I said, because people are being too demanding, draining, or trying to get more as much as out of me as they can. And I wrote another Snapchat saying, if you think I'm talking about you, don't write me. Because if you think I'm talking about you, you're probably right. But I don't have to explain myself to anybody. 
<laughs> then one of my biggest supporters I have, which I actually have a very good energy with. So this was like very like, are you effing kidding me right now? You were going to do this. So he's like, hey, you know, oh, before I put post that to the Secret Society on the Snapchat feed, I specifically wrote to this member saying, tomorrow I'm going to shoot your videos. And then I posted those, um, the words that I, it was like, you know, on Instagram where you can write words or whatever. I like to yeah. screenshot out of that and put it on there. So he was like, oh, I saw your post. You don't have to shoot anything. I don't want to. And he went into this whole thing. And I said, <laughs> I said in the post, don't write me about it. <laughs> I literally told you that I'm going to shoot your stuff tomorrow. So like, there's no problem. And then I even said, I feel like I can't say shit because of things like this. And now here I am having to explain myself, which is exactly what I didn't want to do. And the thing that pissed me off about it is I must have wrote those sentences a hundred times and erased them because I said, no, I don't have to, I don't have to explain myself to anybody. But then I kept thinking about them being at their house thinking I'm all mad at them and now they're feeling bad and it's this whole thing and I don't want to be a part of that. And I know the right thing is <coughs> I said in the post, don't write me. And then I got mad because I feel like now you're crossing a boundary. I put a boundary out there. That boundary was don't write me about this. And then you do. And so mm -hmm. it pissed me the F off. So what I did is um, I was so upset. I felt like I was fighting with a boyfriend and it's like, that's not cool. So I went onto good old Google and I found this article, 10 signs you're a people pleaser. And I thought this was really interesting. Um, I'm just going to go with the list of things that it said. Um, one of the things it says, you pretend to agree with everyone. That is not me. I don't pretend to agree with anyone. If I don't agree with something, whatever you feel responsible for other people feel, this is definitely me just like this sub that I'm talking about instead of me rightfully being upset at the fact that he just crossed that boundary disregarded it and then when I keep telling him I said don't write me he keeps it going and going and going and it was just like oh my gosh don't write him back but I just had to because I pictured him being at home being upset because I'm mad and blah 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 whatever and then you apologize often that's not me uh, you feel burdened by the things you have to do. That is definitely me going back to creating for these people who I don't, for whatever reason, feel like, or want to create for, but I feel like I took the money, so I got to do it. So how am I going to make this work? <clears throat> so that's definitely me. You feel uncomfortable if someone is angry at you. Now, this is kind of me because if someone's angry at me and it's for no good reason, like I did, it's not because I effed up or screwed up somehow, that's dumb. I don't care. But if I legitimately, it's my fault and I totally know it and it's like, that does bother me. Um, you act like people around you. That's not me. You need praise to feel good. That's not me. You go to great lengths to avoid conflict. Now that's kind of me in the sense that like, I hate conflict, but my reputation is being a troublemaker. And it's like, <laughs> so I end up in the conflict anyways, because I can't help it. I have to say something. Um, so that, that was that. 
and then there was another one where was it i think i lost it so it was just really interesting to me how it's like it i don't know if you remember this tweet i put a tweet out saying i'm inspired to make a video specifically for content creators and it was during all of this mess that i was experiencing because when i wrote to that guy I did let a long time go by before, like I wanted to not be reactive, you know, and I agree. I think I wrote him back like five hours after like he had written me or whatever. So I thought about it and I was like, you know, it's so interesting because all of this stuff was driving me crazy. And then in the midst of it all, there was this guy who he ordered a POV boxing video for me. Now, when he ordered it a couple weeks back, um, I just had like a crazy week. So I gave him the update like, hey, I still haven't done it yet. It's going to be next weekend. Well, I scheduled to shoot on Sunday, but I forgot it was Easter. I forgot it was Easter. I'm not going to ask people to be my camera person on Easter. I'm sorry. So I told myself, okay, I got together and I was like, okay, we're going to shoot this on Monday. I wake up on, or I wake up on Monday and the guy was like, the weekend has passed. You didn't send me anything. So what are we going to do about this? Are you going to send me a refund so I can find somebody that's willing to do this? And I'm like, ew. <laughs> ew. And so then I said, look, I forgot it was Easter. <laughs> and this is amongst when all this crap is going on, right? That, like with the whole thing. And so he's like, and then he finally writes me back. He goes, yeah, I understand that, but empty promises are a bad look. So I went to PayPal and refunded his money and then replied refunded and he put thank you. And so to that guy, so with all of this, I was like online looking for help. I was looking for people that know exactly how I feel and how do they handle it, you know? And I couldn't really find anything. I would find things that were like, you know, um, people pleasing in the workplace or um, how to set boundaries in the workplace or with coworkers or in relationships. But it wasn't like how to do, cause I kept writing how to set boundaries with fans. And like, there was nothing. And it's like, there's so many guys and gals out there that are like myself and they do um, create maybe some sexy content, fetishy type of stuff. So it is an own entity of itself. It's not just like live streams and that's just it. So I kind of felt like there's no like discussion about what we go through as sexy content creators and how like a lot of times you can just be like, ah, oh, whatever, like refund, whatever. But it messes with you mentally because we set our boundaries for a reason. I have my certain boundaries and what I'll put out there because if I go off into that land, it puts me back into my darkness and bad things that have happened to me. So I'm pretty sure a lot of other people out there that do exactly what I do feel the same way. So it's easy to say, Oh, refund him, F him. But then you sit there for days sometimes, all depressed. You don't understand why. Where did this come from? I don't understand. We've kind of talked about it before when people have been demanding on my OnlyFans. And like, mm. I thought, eh, F him, laughing about it, making a joke, reading his thing. But then it affected me. And I couldn't believe it when I started peeling, like, 
what's wrong with me? I was on track and now for a week I've like effed up. Like what is wrong with me? And then it would go back to, oh, that situation. So I look forward to this week creating a video for my main YouTube channel, kind of talking about all this. And I really hope it opens up a discussion with other content creators that feel the same way. So we all can kind of come together and just be like, ah. <clears throat> There's a weird thing of, uh, especially guys online, I think, that send money to women. They feel some sense of ownership or whatever, like they just bought a blender off Amazon, and now they have this blender. But that's not the way it works with people. You're not allowed to own people. Yeah. <laughs> it's not Get a thing. It, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. We stopped doing that a long time ago. Hello. McFly. Now, um, it's funny. You should mention needing help because, uh, as you know, stemming from our conversation last week, episode 20, for those of you who want to go back and look at it, uh, I made a purchase. Actually, that night that we were talking about it, I think <laughs> this is probably your problem is you haven't read this book, have you? I haven't. See, that's because here, here's the thing. It even says women should read this, too. It says it right on the front cover. That's right. Is of course, and I various times in the future, uh, I will reference this book because like, <laughs> I think that you all need these lessons, uh, and once you have these lessons, you'll you'll be you're you're saying to yourself, "This has been my problem my whole life. I did not get these lessons." But little did you know that they're all in the book that was published in 2010. This book. See, he says it's on, even on the cover. You could be right there. That's you between those two hot women. That's you when you read this book. So you don't know. You have no idea what's going on. You're stupid. You haven't read this book. Now, Stephen <laughs> has the Statue of Liberty and the Taj Mahal and the Eiffel Tower and the Hollywood sign. It tells you right there. You're ready. You're you're. You've bought something that's going to lead you to the jet-setting lifestyle that you need. Specifically, the showstopper lifestyle. The man's guide to ultra-hot women, not just regular women, not just hot women, ultra-hot, unlimited power. I'm not quite sure what that means. It's a little disconcerting. <laughs> <laughs> Seems a bit far-fetched. Unlimited power, maybe more power, and ultimate freedom that women should read too. It's um, I said I've only seen I've only read part of it, and already I feel more like I'm ready for ultra hot women and the showstopper lifestyle. The some of the uh, the section names are particularly good. Discover your inner superhero. Becoming the man of their dreams. A lifestyle of big decisions and smart choices. And it has a forward by Nina Hartley, adult star. Nina Hartley. There you go. This picture of this dude. Um, might as well say who he is. It's not like we've accused him of a crime or anything, but he wrote a cool book that I want to share with people. <laughs> Sean, Sean Valentino. There he is with Nina Hartley. Whoops. Right there. Is that the, I think that might be the gal that he was on 
Dr. Phil with. Looks like her. Maybe. She was very nice forward about how wonderful he is. She knew. I do want to read his dedication. The dedication is awesome. <clears throat> this book is dedicated to Hugh Hefner, Nina Hartley, who we were just talking about, and Vince McMahon. For your valor and your vision, and for the education and the inspiration, thank you for help. Thank you for help setting the dream in motion. I, just, I can't. I look forward so much to all the fun we're going to have with this book. It's going to be like a self-help thing. This. Okay. I did not know that that was his book dedication. And here's the thing. If you go onto the YouTubes, onto the Googles, and you look up Vince McMahon gay, there's a lot of different articles that pop up. Now, I've had a conversation with Sean about that. And that's when, going back to when he would text me, like, so blah, 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 right? Like, about the things I said. Who is he with? He's showing this. So I literally. I, like, to hear that he dedicated his book to it, I shouldn't have given him that information. <laughs> but whatever I did. So there it is. But here's the thing, the lifestyle. Let's talk about the lifestyle, shall we? So this whole thing with the lifestyle, it's all about the lifestyle. That's his model, the lifestyle, the lifestyle, the lifestyle to where when we were shooting the movie, we were saying that, right? And so when I would tell him not having food for us gals, that's not the lifestyle. <laughs> that's not the lifestyle. Like, doesn't get you the know, ultra hot women. The ultra hot women. That's not the lifestyle. And the thing is, is if you watch the movie, which I believe is on Amazon, um, I think it might even be on YouTube. The movie is like, when I watched it, I was like, this is awesomely bad. And then I was shocked because I thought that he was the character he played i thought that like he literally like i didn't think it was a comedy so when i saw it i realized it was a comedy going back to when i told danielle is this real or is it for the show like like at that and i think that's why i let my guard down and became more friendly with him and more open with him and gave him more of a chance to like be like my working friend that like we can collab together and do fun projects together. Cause I started to think that I was like, dude, he has his green screen room. Like let's like get some cool stuff going, you know? And that's why, because I was like, Oh my gosh. Like, even though he's still a douche, like <laughs> he didn't take himself serious in this movie at all. It was so funny because it's like, like this is, I love movies like this. And so I was excited to be a part of the second one. And that's why it was made me sad that my fight scene was so tiny. And um, like, I was excited to be a part of it. And I was more open to the experience because I thought I had him all wrong because I saw that it was funny and he thought it was funny. And he, I remember he even told me, I was like, I didn't realize that. And he was like, yeah, you know, you can't take life too serious. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay, cool. Like I get it. Like. Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah, you know? And so I feel 
that was real and that was the parts of him that I liked I feel they were absolutely real and it was genuine and that's why I liked him but it's like whatever he has going on and like his like delusion of like how things are um it outweighs it and overshadows it and it makes him like you know this the text messages of being so heartless about it. And then I remember one time when we were all hanging out after shooting, he's like, yeah, me and Shelly used to like each other. And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> I know I didn't like you, but why didn't you like me? Like, let's talk about that. Like what happened? And I kind of brought it up, but like, he kind of blew it off, but it's like, no, he like, they say like, you know, believe someone when they show you who they really are. But I believe both. Like, I believe that there is a decent guy in there and I enjoyed having conversations with him and talking to him and understanding him more. But all the other stuff, it's just, it's too much. And because it's too much, it makes me feel it comes from a dark place. And that makes me sad for him. That's why I'm not trying to make fun of him. But look, dude, he has the book. You're reading right. his words. Like, it's what right are you supposed to do? Like, you know, so you should definitely, oh my gosh, should we watch the movie together sometimes? <laughs> Absolutely. He's the founder of the Showstopper Lifestyle. He's an author, future entertainment lawyer. This was 2010. I don't know if that ever came to be. He's a model. He's a relationships expert and a self-help counselor. He's dated hundreds of women and traveled to over 40 countries. He's been interviewed on the Tyra Banks show about his lifestyle. Inspired by his idol, Hugh Hefner, he wrote the showstopper lifestyle to be a playboy philosophy for the next generation. I'm excited. Yeah. And we're going to learn. And here's the over thing. Over the coming weeks and months. I've busted his balls in, in person. Like when we were shooting the second film, I remember we had a really awesome night because the guy was the director that he uses, Hey Ho um, Studios. Um, I get along really well with him. So, um, we were just having fun after we were shooting, whatever. And then, um, <clears throat> I had mentioned that I wanted to shoot, come back and shoot because I called it his shady lighting. He had shady lighting in his whole place. So I was like, can I come here and shoot for my secret society? And we had a lot of fun. And Danielle and I showed up when like a couple days later and we had a good time. And, um, you know, it was just like, Like, what part bothers you more, the unlimited power or the ultimate freedom? <laughs> both. <laughs> both. All of it. Because those moments were real. And, you know, I, that's what my point is. Those moments were real. I genuinely was enjoying myself and the company I was in. I thought it was awesome that that was the environment that we all were creating together so that we can create content together. So like, it was all good. Like, and it just makes me sad that it's come to this because again, like a lot of the times that I would just kind of ignore these creepy signs was because I picture him in his head at night when he's thinking all alone, if he's sad. And there was even a time where I was like, so are you just gay? Like, <laughs> and this is because I thought, is he overcompensating? For, maybe he's gay and he doesn't want his family to know or something. I don't know. And he didn't say anything. He just laughed. So I don't know. <laughs> he 
you clearly like just don't understand the, the showstopper lifestyle. I guess not. I think that's the problem. I guess not. <laughs> but what makes me like, this is what offends me about it all. When you say, what's the real problem here? The real problem here is 98% of people put in my position that come from the wrestling world, they wouldn't give them the time of day. And there I was giving him the time of day, not because he's the showstopper and he lives the lifestyle, but because I'm an actress. And you take gigs where you take gigs. And that's called mm -hmm. being a working actress. And I was hustling and busting my ass off. So I kind of feel like, so does, is that why you kind of put me on this lower like level and you treated me that way? Because if you didn't know these, if you didn't have to pick me up from the freaking gas station with Danielle that time, and you knew that I didn't have these transportation problems and I just rolled up in like some like, expensive car you would have been like oh ariel i have her from pcw and my thing and then he would have kissed my ass and it pisses me off that i do what i do because i'm a born performer since the day i was born i just that's what i'm supposed to do i'm put on this earth to entertain people that's it so i do that in many different ways and it's like i have watched some no offense but some of the biggest assholes become so famous because they will stomp on whoever they need to stomp on, even if that is their best friend, their brother, their sister, their mother, they don't care, just to be famous, to have people like the freaking showstopper kiss their ass and treat them like freaking royalty and they wouldn't even freaking wipe their butts with him, but you know what he would do to just be around them and pay thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. And here's the thing. I got paid like a couple hundred bucks for a day's work. Right. So in this movie, he, I was like, damn, all right. He got cameos or celebviums from people. And that's how he says they're in the like Holly Madison's in the movie, but no, he bought that. So another person is Ted DiBiase. And I was like, Oh, I don't like Ted DiBiase and I just, that's not even rubbed me even more wrong. And so when I went to go see how much he was charging, I was like, wow, they didn't have to go anywhere in here. I spent a gas, I got all ready. And at the time my air conditioning was out in my car and it was like a hundred degrees out. So I was sweating not my freaking boobs off and, the, and my fake tanners everywhere. And I was over there in his house with all the, the shrine of him all over the place, which is draining me. And it's like, we all kind of made the same amount. You, I think they made even more. I can't remember what the price was. It's like, dude, and you kissed their ass. But here, I showed up to your house. I'm here. I'm trying to make it fun. When I saw girls getting uncomfortable when they were coming because they were taken back by everything, I would sit there and talk to them. I remember one girl, I'm friends with her to this day because of that shoot. <laughs> I remember I said, I whispered to her. I said, I know it's a lot, but it's okay. You'll get paid and like, it's... Like, it'll be fine. And, like, he doesn't know that. <laughs> he doesn't know that. He doesn't know that some of those girls that he probably thinks just think he's all awesome. And then here's the other thing. So because of all of this that I'm telling you, 
that I was down. I had these moments. I even went back to shoot for my own stuff at his place. But that shady lighting. Um, <coughs> he told me, he was like, you know, out of all the girls, you're the only one that promotes everything. You know what I even did? I used to have a thing back a couple years ago where my secret society, if you were in like the highest tier, which was $200, you'd get something in the mail from me every month. So what I would do is I would stuff in there the little flyers he had for the movie to like to promote it. Like I was like that, you know, <laughs> when I go to autograph signings, I'd have them at my table and they'd be like, yeah, I'm in that film. And I'm in there for like that. And here I am promoting this guy. Cause I'm like, yeah, that's what you do. It's like, you know, that's what you do. We want to work with people and like, you know, Oh yeah, they got this. Da, da, da. So he was like, you're the only one that promotes like that. And then it's like, and then after a while I stopped promoting because I started to see, see, no. And I gave him that chance and he still pumped me out. And it's like, you know what? That is not very lifestyle. And bitch, you need a lesson or two in lifestyle. And you know what? If you see this, you know, this isn't the first time I've told you this. I'm not trying to be a bitch, but I try to let you into the lifestyle, but you couldn't hang. That's right. See, first of all, yes, uh, definitely. If we have a YouTube link for the movie or whatever, I'm able to play it on here. We definitely need to watch it. And I don't want to get too deep in this book. Obviously, we have many, many weeks and months to go through this. I could do a six-hour show right now just on this book. <coughs> but in the about the author section, a couple of things stood out. His goals include dating gorgeous supermodels. So I assume all these women you were talking about that were there, they were all ultra hot. They would have had to have been. There's false advertising. Visiting more than 100 countries, helping people around the globe with charity work, and getting on People Magazine's 50 Most Beautiful People list. All goals that he had at least in 2010. This is the best part. He's not only known as the Hollywood showstopper, <clears throat> he's also known as the One Man Revolution, the Lord of the Flings, the Heartbreak Kid, the Face That Kissed 1,000 Lips, Seems a little long and unwieldy, but whatever. The Lady Killer. Sounds like a serial killer. The Womanizer. The Human Postcard. And The Living Dream. Those are all things he's commonly known as. Oh, that's going to be a great book. <laughs> are there any pictures of me in that book? I was, first thing I did, and there's no index, which is okay. unfortunate. Because the first I was going to look for you and go right to your section. Obviously, if you made the book, there's really not any other pictures in there. There's the one of him in the about section. And then the one of him with Nina Hartley. And the rest is just pure content. Because I don't know what happened to those photos that he took. And here's the thing. Again, he's a huge super fan of wrestling. He knew who I was. So where are those pictures? How come I didn't make the wall? <laughs> That's right. I'm in, pictures in the, I'm, I'm in the wall and other pictures. And here's the thing, too. The first movie premiere I went to for the first film, um, I remember when we were, like, in the limo and all this, it was, like, this whole thing. And I was really rallying the girls up and getting everyone excited. I was helping. I was being a hype girl. 
And, you know, I feel stupid, but I don't regret it because, like, that's who I am and I'm not going to change who I am. I was all, I, I went all in. Like, I am barely in that movie, but I was a part of something that I found awesomely, like, bad. And it was great and it was funny and I just it made me like the guy because I was like, oh, he doesn't take it all serious, you know? It made me want to work with him more and everything. And it's just like, it's just like, you don't really get that. Like in this day and age, everyone's so for themselves to find people who genuinely want to say, okay, I got this to bring to the table. You got this to bring to the table. Like, how can we make this work? Like, because I'm lacking that and I have this and I can add to this. Like, that's how it should be. And I think my journey as a content creator, there's a lot of times I've had like uninspiring moments where I don't want to do anything because I just see how people are just for themselves. Like this dude, you know, the lifestyle over here saying, you know, when I'm like, I'm crying because my dog almost died. Oh, well, it's got to be on my term still. And by the way, like get the f out of here jet party and you bet your sweet ass the whole time we were shooting i brought it up oh your private jet party <laughs> the whole time any of this if he sees any of this it'll be no surprise to him because i've gotten in his face i've told him how i feel and like whatever we should get him on the show <laughs> i mean we'll come on and watch the movie with us be a hell of a night <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if I send him this book if he'll sign it for me and send it back. Absolutely. That'd be awesome. I don't know. It just really sounds like you don't understand the unlimited power and the ultimate freedom. I think it's really where the disconnect is. I'm just imagining that party and then and the shoot and all that with uh, all the ultra hot women. Sweet. This is the first day of the rest of my life. Now I have this book. <sighs> You have at that book. Hey, it'll make for some good content on here. I'm just, here's what's interesting is like, I remember one of my friends, he works in a, you know, with a lot of people and he, he knows a lot of people. He's very legit in this town. Right. And I just cannot tell you the energy I felt when he wrote me, what are you doing working with this guy? <laughs> like um nut or something like that because he had said that um he was helping to cast some kind of project and this dude the showstopper showed up and i guess he left a very bad impression and to where my friend wasn't just like oh that guy he's a trip like i don't know he was like why are you working with this guy <laughs> Like, what's wrong with you, Shelly? Like, hello? Like, no, don't do that. But I don't take it back. And I had some really great experiences shooting his films. Um, like I said, one of the gals I'm friends with to this day, and we talk a lot. And when I'm having a rough day, she's one of those people that writes me and vice versa. So, like, hey, I win. I win. Sorry, Sean. I win. <laughs> And um, so, you know, but it's sad, though, because maybe in the future it could change. But as of right now, I have no interest in 
creating with him at all. And it's sad because even though he is what he is, there was some great content to be had. We were going to do so many comedy things. You don't even know. We talked about it. Like, we were getting ready to, like, brainstorm and, like, do this whole thing. And, like, because in the movie, I'm his bodyguard, Special Agent Martinez. And, um, <clears throat> you know, in the whole thing, it's kind of like, you know, because I'm his, I'm, like, his best friend. I protect him. All these different things. So... It would have been so much fun shooting like different little vignettes of like him being like <laughs> what he <Ruiz> does <laughs> and me being all like all I don't know it would have it would have been great and I think that people would have enjoyed it I would have enjoyed making these little bits and all this but I have no desire to do that now like. If he were to sit here right now, I would be like, dude, I feel he used to be back in the day, Aladdin at Disneyland. It's like, yeah, dude, you're Aladdin. You're fake ass. You are Aladdin. <laughs> and you know what? I think that Jasmine, she needs to freaking get over it because she fell for a phony. Like, ew. <sighs> I wonder if him being Aladdin made the book. I'm interesting to see. <laughs> He's pretty proud of it that he was Aladdin. Back when I was like, Aladdin, you're a. I don't know if it's me or you. The audio just cut out. Hold on. Hello. Uh, I'm hearing nothing. Uh oh. That's a bummer. How about now? There we go. Okay. Oh um, no! Now you're gone again. Oh. Nope. Now I can't hear you. I think that's maybe me. Damn it! It's inopportune time. The audio would go out. It's Sean Valentino cursing us. No, it's definitely me. Well, hell's bells. This is a problem. Can you not hear me? Uh, there we go. You hear me? Yeah. <gasps> Mini. Damn. My headphones <laughs> are going out. It's Sean Valentino. He's messing with our feed. See, it's not showstopper material. Your headphones go out. It's not the way to get the ultra hot women. It's not unlimited power. It's not ultimate freedom. It's none of those things. It's none of those things. It's just shitty headphones. <laughs> Actually, I've had these headphones for like eight years. I shouldn't say that. It's not the headphones' fault. <coughs> yeah, we definitely need to uh, to screen the movie. <coughs> you should hit him up. You should tell him, "Hey, I do this show with Shelly. She says she's mad at you, but she's down to hash it out. You want to come on?" Well, I bet he might. Hell yeah. He might do it because he'll think, because that's what I'm saying. Like, not like, unlike the young bucks. <laughs> unlike Maria Canellas. <laughs> unlike, um, <coughs> who else? Who else have I gone after? Oh, Doug Benson. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sean Valentino, there's like a, I would say 80% chance he'd do it. Hell yeah. Tell him to promote his book. <laughs> and to be honest with you, I hope you do reach out to him and I hope he does say he'll do it because I think he'll feel comfortable being in his own space and I'm not in his face. <laughs> being like, you know what, I shall <laughs> <laughs> I feel like 
I can have, like, you know what's my favorite? And I'm going to tell him this because I know he'll do it. Um, but my favorite was one night I felt like I'm going to get to the bottom of the Sean Valentino guy. And so that's when we had this like heart to heart. And that was the time I was like, are you an only child? And he was like, how did you know? Like, and, um, you know, I really feel, and I remember I even gave him a hard time about always having sunglasses on. And then we had a very serious conversation about it. And then, um, later in the evening, he didn't have them on. And I was like, dude, see? Like, yeah, like, and he wasn't making a point. He just felt like he took them off, you know? And that's why it's so sad to me that like the douchebaggery just has to overflow <laughs> because <laughs> the douchiness works and it can work and actually work really well for him. But it's like the delusional part kind of like skips over. And that's why like I wanted to know the thing about Dr. Phil because the way he was in Dr. Phil is literally how aside from those little moments I had with him where he was being like his own self and he wasn't doing this act. But mo like 80% of the time that I've been around, even 85%, maybe even 90, it's been this like showstopper. And when I watched the Dr. Phil clip, I was like, that is how he is. Like, so I want to know if this is real or not. Is this, was this really your girlfriend? And he was like, one of many. And I was like, oh God. <laughs> oh my gosh, no. So, and uh, uh, truly it wasn't just about him and why I was asking. So if he thought I was trying to make fun of him or something, it wasn't like I mentioned to you and everyone who watched the um, show the other week, it's like Danielle used to date somebody in production that was a head of like one of the heads of production there at Dr. Phil. Danielle and I've done audience work at Dr. Phil. So I've seen these like crazy moments go down and I'm going to tell you something. Some of those moments, I know they have to be real. I don't care how good of an actor or whatever. Like, I know sometimes you bring a Sean Valentino in, I get it, but I can't tell you, like, you just feel it. I've had anxiety there. Um, one time I was like, okay, I, Dr. Phil, you know, cause times were tough. And so that's how I was making ends meet by doing audience work, you know, and people would be really weird to me because I don't look like the average just audience person. And there's me and Danielle, we're all sparkly and hi, we smell like pot. Like, you know, <laughs> like what the hell is going on over here? But a lot of girls, as I mentioned before, when we talked about 98 Fiance, um, the Russian gals, they do audience work because it's cash and they're not here illegally yet. So me and Danielle would always pal with the Russian girls because we were all sparkly and sexy and people didn't know what to make of us because they're like, what are you doing doing audience work? And it's like, mind your own business. It's what I'm doing. So one time I was like, I'm going to have an edible before I go to Dr. Phil because I'm going to have anxiety. Oh my God, you can't escape the edible. <laughs> and this moment happened. I'll never forget this girl. She felt that she was pregnant with Jesus. With the, the second, the, the, with Jesus, was it Jesus already? I don't know how you can be pregnant with Jesus or maybe it was another, like it wasn't the antichrist though. But anyways, she was pregnant supposedly, right? And so they did this ultrasound on her. And then they had the doctor that did the ultrasound to tell her that, cause she was like, oh, whenever I drink milk, the baby kicks. And then right away I thought your gut's reacting to the milk, right? And so 
I'm watching this happen. I'm on an edible. Okay. So it was, <laughs> whoa. And then this girl, dude, she's just like looking at the doctor and he was like, that's not a baby right there. That's, um, you know, your bowels right there and blah, blah, blah. And then she looks at him and she says something like, you can take that um, result and shove it up your ass. And then everyone was like, oh, and he goes, excuse me. She goes, you can shove it up your ass. And I was like, damn. <laughs> oh my God. And then let's not, let's talk about you tagged the other day, bad baby. You know, how about that? <laughs> Catch me outside. And it's like, you could, you could say that was fake, but no, if you see her Snapchats and what she's doing now, that was her. And so I wanted to know from Sean if like, I wanted to know for that side of it, not to make fun of him. It was because I get it. I mean, I've been on a court show where I totally played the role. Like I had nothing to do. They told me what the case was and I did it. I wish somebody can tell me. Uh, I have people out there. They'll send me screenshots of it, but it's like, I want to see it because the judge, she kept, I kept saying, here's the thing. And she's like, if you say, here's the thing one more time, <laughs> here's the thing. <laughs> so I want to see it. So I get that in this town, you recreate things. And I've heard that at Dr. Phil, sometimes people, it's a real story, but then they back out of wanting to be on TV about it. So that's when they have people come in. So they'll like get all the info and stuff and then they'll have actors. So that makes sense. And I'm fine with that. And so I was just curious if Sean was somebody, they were like, okay, we need, this is what we need. Or maybe they didn't have enough stories that day of real mm -hmm. stories. So they needed like, oh, let's throw in a ringer one or whatever. And that's fine. That's all I wanted to know. So when Sean was just like, I don't want to talk about that. So what did you really think of my movie? I was like, that is the biggest, that's very not lifestyle. Like <laughs> that is not lifestyle behavior. So I don't know. I just followed uh, the showstopper on Twitter. <laughs> I'm sure he'll be very happy about that. He's the real bachelor media personality, playboy in the next Hugh Hefner star of the bachelor movie saga. Watch now episode two on YouTube, Amazon hashtag live your fantasy. What was the word I did? Um, see, this is why I, again, I, I was like, I liked him. There was a scene that I did where it's me and then like <clears throat> the other guy that's like his right hand guy in the film. And we're supposed to have this like kind of like sexual tension between me and him, or whatever. And so we're trying to find where Sean is because like, I don't know, we got to find him. And so I, they go, they told me, this is why I loved it. They're like, okay, so when you're typing on the keyboard, do it over the top, like whatever. And you bet your boots. I was like, totally. <laughs> like, and I'm just talking. And then we say a key word. I forget what it was. It's like the, it wasn't the abominator, but let's just say it was. And there's this moment we had and we just, the first time we did it, it was so awesome. But then we even made it more awesome because we both were feeling it. And it's like, I was doing my thing. Couldn't we look at each other? You know what that means, right? The abominator. And then it was so funny. <laughs> and then I found out later that the reason why Sean had that line, the abominator, whatever the word was, is because his cousin has a YouTube channel and it's like covering like, um, I think it's like different places to go, kind of like 
travel-y, cute, fun mm-hmm. kind of thing. And that's her tag word in there. So that was like his shout out to his cousin to have this funny line. It's funny part of the scene. And that's something that I would do. So that's why it was like, oh, okay, I like Sean. I like the showstopper. Yeah, you know, I'll pro- yeah, I like that energy because not a lot of people do that. They just make their thing. They just want to just try to do what they got to do so they can get up to the top. Where this was clearly not going to be winning any awards, you know, it's kind of like, <laughs> it's like college humor, you know what I mean? Like college yeah. silly, like how I love one crazy summer. It's just this ridiculous, you know, some of the shots are like, don't even match up. There's mistakes. Like, I love that. And <clears throat> it's just so sad that he just kept just burying himself with me over and over after I gave him so many chances that a lot of people would have never given him the man who's kissed a thousand faces kissed a thousand faces right. where are those really? pictures at those first i want to see those first pictures i'm gonna write him tonight <clears throat> right now. see if i have him on the show next week tell him shelly's mad at you <laughs> oh, yeah notice she unfollowed you i have followed him like I, i'm deep with that like i'm the type of person like people will say oh just mute them you know what i use mute for when i've already unfollowed someone and i dislike them so much that i don't even want to see their name or their photo in my timeline like you know we've talked about past people um it's like i that's where i mute but i don't <clears throat> no offense but to me in my chola soul I don't punk out and just mute people. I let people know, yeah, I unfollowed you. And I know that's a statement. If you would like to talk about it, we can. But we probably won't because it sounds stupid. Why did you unfollow me? But I will gladly tell people why I unfollowed them. No problem. And I unfollowed his ass a long time ago. And it was a big deal. I remember I felt guilt. I was like, oh, like, I don't want to be petty. Like, I don't want to hurt his feelings. But like, whatever. But then when I kept seeing, it just kept reminding me of like the Fred thing. And like all these other little incidences. And I felt like stupid that like, he just was all about himself. And that's fine. A lot of people are, I don't mesh well with those people. So that's why I no longer participate into that energy. And it makes me sad because we're all going to die one day. And like, if I were to find out that Sean died, I would cry. I would really feel bad. I would be so sad. And so it's like the time. I love the header. Yep. The time. There I am. See me? <laughs> Look at all choosy smile. I remember. I was That's feeling, hilarious. I was feeling not good about myself at that shoot. Um, I had to cut my hair. I've, I've mentioned, I think, before. And um, <laughs> when I had that gig with him, my hair was just growing out. And. Um, that's when I had gained some weight. And so I wasn't feeling good at all. And that's the thing too. He kept telling me how good I looked and he was so proud of the stuff. Cause we shot a wrestling thing. Um, that's why I was there. And that's when I took those pictures and he just thought it was so great. And he was, he was very grateful for it. And he had no idea how low my self-esteem was at that time. Cause I just was going through a lot. So even though it is what it is, like, I did gain so much good out of it like that because I don't even think he knows to this day. Like that's how I felt. Cause to this day, one of the photos he has on his wall of me is like that shoot, like from that day, you know, and it looks really good too. You know, it does. But I remember how I felt and 
I was just going through so, so much, man. It was rough. It was so rough. And it, it just was like, I didn't even know who I was. And I was just like, ah, life is just crazy. And then there I was making my couple hundred bucks. And then he couldn't stop gushing over how awesome it was. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, dude. Like, yeah, like that's who I am. And that's what I do. And so I got, I guess that's why I had, when he asked me to be in the, first movie he had told me they already had filmed it but he wanted me to be involved in the second one so he wanted to just film a little quick thing for the first movie to get it in there <coughs> so um that's why i was very down to do it because unbeknownst to him i needed that shoot to remind me of who i was even though i was feeling fat ugly and I shouldn't have been there. That's how I felt. I felt like, mm. oh my gosh, like the whole time going up there, I was like, oh, like, I don't want to do this because I'm going to look fat in those outfits. I'm just not going to look good. And I was just so stressed out. And the reason why is because not just because it made me uncomfortable, but it made me feel ashamed that I had lost my discipline and control that my fans, when they would see it, would be like, wow, that's Shelly right now. And like, even though that's not really what has happened, people, <clears throat> some people prefer me like <clears throat> heavier, like I am now, and that's fine. But um, like when I was having a rough time with it at first, that was my fear. I was like, I don't, I want them to remember me how I was. And I don't want them to see me like that. Like, and if, and it wasn't that I wanted their approval. It was just like, I was ashamed that I lost focus. I was ashamed I lost discipline and that I allowed my out, my experiences that I was having affect me so much that, I mean, to this day, I still am not back in shape. I'm better shaped than I am than that photo that, you know, and I feel better, you know, but that, and I don't feel that way about my fans anymore. If anything, when I get back into shape, they're going to see like, oh, wow. Like either way, I already know it. Either way, you look good. <laughs> and they're going to be happy for me that I feel better because I feel like physically, it's not even like I've talked about before, just the outer, but like it, like I'm always sick and I don't feel good and all this and all that. Like I'm going to, when I'm getting my balance right, it's going to help because when I was having the discipline and the balance right before, I still dealt with my GI issues. Don't get me wrong. I still dealt with anxiety, but not as much as it's been like at times crippling to me in these last few years. So that shoot meant a lot and it was hard for me to get there. I tried to flake on it many times, but I needed the money. If I didn't get that money, me and Danielle weren't going to be able to have groceries. That was what's up. So I had to go and get that money so we could have groceries and I can have gas money and we didn't have to worry about it. And he didn't know that. He doesn't know that to this day. And so that's why I was so <laughs> grateful for it. And I wanted to be a part of like, okay, I could put aside that obviously these photos always are up. And that's like weird to me, but like, I'm not going to judge. I don't know his story. And that's why I looked past it and had the patience. And like I said, he doesn't know. Some of those girls were freaked out and I helped make them feel a little bit more comfortable. And they trusted me to make them feel comfortable. I saw it. And so it's like, so if he had a bad experience with one of those girls, they probably thought, oh, that girl said it was all right. Like, you know, I was like vouching for him. <laughs> Ew, it makes me feel dumb. <sighs> Listen, 
The showstopper, first of all, only deals with ultra hot women. Ultra hot women. So if you're around the showstopper, you're ultra hot. Don't have to worry about that. All right, one more hit before we get out of here. <laughs> <clears throat> Long show today. <laughs> it's okay. That's right. More content for the subscribers. So we have a big movie screening coming up in our future. And hopefully with the showstopper himself on the show. To the lifestyle. His uh, his Twitter feed is pretty much all wrestling stuff. That's what I'm saying. And what I, can see. I will give him credit in this too. Um, one of the times I shot with him, he does not smoke, but he did go out of his way to get me a really good pre-roll. And so that was very nice of him. I will give him that. There you go. Very complicated individual is the showstopper. That was lifestyle of him. That was lifestyle. <coughs> All right. Shelly, thank you. <laughs> Episode 21. Big things in the future. We got the book now. I uh, I mean this it's only up from here. It's only going downhill, really. <laughs> so mark the time we say we look back and say episode 21. That changed everything. Everything. Now we're super famous thanks to living the showstopper lifestyle. We have to give credit when credit is due when the time comes. <laughs> Shelly, thank you. And we'll see you next week. Bye.